When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on Carol. She's more focused on hitting a high note than the car in front of her. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates Northbrook, Illinois. On the Golden Hurricane Sports Network, from Learfield, this is Eye of the Hurricane podcast, the official podcast of University of Tulsa Athletics. Hello and welcome to Eye of the Hurricane podcast. I'm Bruce Howard and we welcome you in on this Wednesday and today was press conference day for head coach Eric Conkle as he announced the addition of four transfers to the roster for the upcoming season. This in addition to the November signees, Jared Hall, Matt Reed, and Carlos Williams. You'll hear in the press conference uh, his reference to those three players that he signed in November. But the newcomers are interesting. Kobe Williams comes to Tulsa from Louisiana Tech and had a relationship with Coach prior to uh, him taking the job at the University of Tulsa. And he averaged 18 points a game in his uh, last year at La Tech and 4.1 assists and three and a half rebounds per game, two steals a game. So he is definitely a player that uh, Tulsa will need. He's a two-way player. He'll have one year of eligibility as well. Keiston Willis, who is a graduate transfer again from Louisiana Tech, uh, recruited by Eric Conkle originally and then at La Tech, obviously played under Eric and career average 13.6 points a game, 3.4 rebounds per game. He is a six foot three graduate transfer guard. The latest signees, if you will, for the Golden Hurricane, Isaiah Barnes, a very intriguing six foot seven, two hundred pound sophomore from Michigan, very athletic and a guy that 
didn't have a chance to play a whole lot at Michigan in 17 games, so he will be a sophomore coming to Tulsa. Originally, he was a four-star prospect uh, for the Wolverines. And then Chauncey Gibson, who transfers to TU from Clemson, redshirted during his freshman year last season, so set out the year, but was definitely a three- or four-star prospect uh, coming out of Dallas on his way to Clemson. So he's a good get as well for the Hurricane. Barnes, we mentioned 6'7", Gibson is 6'5", and about 190 pounds. So there's a quick thumbnail on the new signees for TU, and here is Eric Conkle with his press conference today. It's great to see everybody. Uh, we are in the spring recruiting period. It's um, had many conversations with coaches and colleagues across the country of how different everything is and how warp speed recruiting can be, but we've been very busy having a number of people come to campus. We're in the middle of a dead period right now, but we have some more visitors coming in this weekend. But we're excited about where we're headed, and we're trying to build something here. And uh, I know you have information on some of the guys that have signed with us this week. These guys are a big part of it. We can't wait to get them here on campus and, and get to work with the, their teammates and our future recruits. We've got a lot of work still ahead of us. Talk about the impact of the portals having a college basketball. It's such a big part of it all, Chris. Uh, you know, I, I'm i someone that transferred schools myself, uh, spent two years at a school and then went to another. And, and so transferring is not a bad thing. It's uh, just the rules the way they are now, it just creates a lot of opportunity to make changes. And then, of course, we could talk for hours on, on just the impact and how that all works and the number of times people can transfer. But we, of course, are looking for young men that fit the University of Tulsa and looking for an opportunity to play as well as get a world-class education. And so that's where we're focused, and I know that's the focus of so many other schools, too. As someone who's gone through that process before, I know it's a little bit different era, but do you, do you, how do you connect? Do you feel like you have a connection with guys who are looking for, you know, a, a second school, um, you know, maybe for whatever reason didn't, the first one didn't work out? I can just share my experience. And, of course, it was a, what was a few years ago. Um, but it was a very different situation. I was a Division three player, uh, made an academic change. It's really a funny story when I went into Coach Ryan's office, Bo Ryan, who later became the coach at Wisconsin. But... It's really about trying to find opportunity and maybe fit when there's a number of different factors. But in all recruiting, I try to connect with guys and whatever their situation might be and however I can help them. I talked to a young man the other day that uh, was looking for something different and just said, hey, if, if I can help you in any way, let me know. This is about them and about them trying to find something that works. Obviously, several of them you had a connection with previously. Was that the case with, with all of all four of these? Three of the four uh, we did. Of course, Kobe Williams and Keaston Willis coached at Louisiana Tech. Uh, Kobe for three years, recruited him out of high school. Uh, Keaston came to us on a transfer from Incarnate Word and then spent one year with him. Chauncey Gibson, he, he visited us at Louisiana Tech early in the process. We really liked him and went, went towards the end of his recruiting, and, and then it, it um, had a very good summer season. And then Isaiah Barnes was somebody that we just identified early, and it was through a couple contacts back in Chicago that just really looked at his video and where he's been in college and saw a fit. And we were aggressive early on and got him and his parents down to campus and, and made a great connection with them. 
not to go too far back in time, but were you surprised by the amount of turnover that you've had with this roster from last season now going into to this season? No, um, not not really entirely surprised. I mean, I think there's um, so, so many things from conversation to just having an idea and understanding what guys might be looking for. Um, so I, I wouldn't say surprised. You know, I, I talked to a friend of mine that is at an established program and He's got five scholarships left, just like we do. This is a part of college basketball now, and not not entirely surprised. No. Is this a instance now of you kind of? I don't want to say you're bringing in your own guys. You are obviously, but the guys you were coaching last year, although you didn't recruit them, they are your guys, right? That's your team. So that's kind of. But now these are truly your guys since you're bringing them in yourself. Is it? Do you feel a little bit more? I'm trying to think of the right word. Not buy-in or not attachment because you're attached to all your players but these are your guys that you're bringing in and trying to kind of rebuild and, and start a new culture here do you feel a little bit more of an attachment maybe to them now that you're doing that no I, I wouldn't say that TJ I'd say um, you know I look at a year ago I I, I, I chose our team I, they didn't choose me they, they weren't on the search committee when I came here to interview <laughs> Um, and very much view last year's team as, as our guys. We're, we're trying to do everything we can help, whether it's a guy that's graduating and moving on to the professional world or a young man that's trying to find another opportunity. Uh, the, I, I, I will be here and wherever uh, for those guys as long as they want me to. Um, call me 20 years from now, whatever that is. So I don't, I don't view it that way at all. Um, they had a great connection with them, spent a lot of time with them, and, and will continue to you know, be there to help. Um, we just have an opportunity now to shape the roster in, in a certain way. And we've got a lot of opportunity. We still have a number of holes to fill. And the entire staff is working diligently to do that. Every player is different. Are you, was there maybe a commonality that you were looking for with the guys, these new guys that you've been bringing in? A number of different things. First, from an intangible standpoint, and I know you've all heard me say this before, is you know we we, we really believe in our three-part philosophy of attitude, commitment, and class. We, we look looking for high-energy guys that, that play with energy, looking for committed guys that are love the process of getting better and put the team first, and then third, do things in a first-class manner to represent our university and our city in a in, in a great way. From a basketball standpoint we are looking for uh, a level of athleticism and skill and size and it's if you have all three of those things you're obviously a great great player and probably not in college very long but we want to look at if if a guy is not really big well he's very very athletic and that i can say is kobe williams kobe williams is as dynamic of an athlete as as we will see from speed, strength, jumping ability, all those types of things. And he's 5'11", 6 feet. Um, where, you know, Chauncey Gibson, Isaiah Barnes, those guys are good athletes. Uh, Isaiah can really spring, but they're big, big guards. Uh, Isaiah's close to 6'7", Chauncey's in that 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six range. And then, you know, Keiston Willis is 6'2", but he can really shoot. He's made 295 threes in his career. Um, he can dunk the ball, of course, not as fast as Kobe Williams, but his skill level is very high. So intangibles that we always look for, but then size, athleticism, skill, finding a combination of those things. You mentioned a couple times still plenty of work to do. What's on the forefront of that? 
We've got to address some needs in the front court still. We, we've had some visit. We have some other visits coming up. We've got a number of scholarships there that we need to fill from centers, power forwards, and so forth. We're excited about the guys we signed in the fall, Jared Hall, Carlos Williams, and Matt Reed. We just need to be able to have some depth there also. Uh, and then we've got another guard spot we need to fill. We have, we have uh, some we're excited about visiting here shortly. and. Just continue to find those guys that can pass, dribble, and shoot, that could be uh, playmakers not only for themselves but for other people. And with the portal being such a huge part of recruiting now, I mean, you got two guys from power conferences and then two guys from one bid. How do you differentiate maybe scouting when you see some guys are playing what would be considered tougher opponents and maybe not for the other guys? So we've put down, a, we've created our, our really our own analytical model. Uh, there's a number of different websites out there from Synergy and the video that comes from it and grades guys to EvanMia.com and KenPom.com and BartTorvik.com, like just different things that we can model from. But then we also will look at strength of schedule, how guys are producing, the type of programs they're coming from, and, uh, and then winning. And we're looking to have that as be a part of their background at, in some level. So we take a look at all of it and uh, something that's exciting for you know Isaiah Barnes and, and Chauncey Gibson both came from very good programs both were behind really good players and we see and feel like they, they get this type of opportunity to play because we've got a lot of opportunity they could really thrive with your roster that you have right now um, I'm kind of working on a story uh, outside of this press conference. What are those practices like? Because, you know, you don't have a full team out on the court. You know, what's the training like? Kind of break it down for me. Well, I know in our recruiting pitch uh, here at the University of Tulsa, we have a 11 to 1 student-faculty ratio. It's like the reverse in our practices right now. Um, so our, our guys that are in there right now are getting a ton of attention. And we've got about another week that we're allowed to work with them. And we're just really trying to figure out uh, and find different ways to get them better. And, and that's an exciting part of this time of year, is working on those individual skills and, and helping each guy just get better and better. Is it like a lot of one-on-ones? I mean, is it harder practices because, you know, there's no breaks in between Is like another guy's making a lay-in or whatever? I mean, what, I guess kind of give me a little bit of what a day practice would be. Yeah, so we we right now we get eight hours of work with our guys, four in the weight room, four out in the court, and we do four one-hour individual work sessions. And we'll have two guys out there, and – there's a lot of reps, there's no break, and we'll do little competitions, but lots of shooting. We're working on a lot of high speed, dribbling, stopping, passing, uh, precise passing, turning into more shooting, but it's really all offensive skills right now and just trying to work on the things that ailed us last year. We've got to get better at getting downhill and finishing. We've got to be better at shooting. And how quicker will those two guys be because of these individual workouts that they're getting that's unlike any other right now? Yeah, I think it's I think it's great. I mean, we do a lot of that anyway when we have a full team in this time of year or in the summertime. We'll, we'll break it out. We may have a, a full team workout, and then we'll have two, three, or four-man groups. Sometimes we'll even really do. We'll have four coaches out on the floor with one guy at a basket and spend time just on their individual games. So this is... We have about seven months until we play a game again. And so we have so much opportunity for guys to get better. So much can happen in seven months. Um, 
just so I know, correct, you've, you've added four this cycle, you had three from November, right? And then how many more do you have to fill? Five. Five. So in total, that's 12, 12 guys. Mm -hmm. you had, you're bringing in two that have been with you previously, and you had two. There's, is there two here right now currently on roster? Is that right? Yes. yes. Okay. So the reason I'm asking that, sorry, I was long-winded, but it's a lot of different moving parts. And normally we ask these questions right when the season starts or in the offseason of how, how are these guys gelling, right? You know, bringing in a bunch of guys from different backgrounds, different teams, haven't been around you. You have two guys coming in from La Tech that have been around you. And so how do you feel like that will help you guys maybe be a little bit ahead of the curve in trying to get all these guys to mesh because these two have been around you before, know what you expect. They can kind of help the guys who have never been around you before. Because I'd imagine that's got to be really hard bringing in a bunch of new faces and trying to get them all to click really fast, especially in the portal era. So do you, do you view that maybe as an advantage, having guys that have been around you before? That, yeah. That's exactly our plan, TJ. And so the, the way that we're looking to construct this roster is, of course, we have, we have two guys that have been with our staff before, um, good players, and they absolutely know what I expect. And so we're, we're not only looking for production, we're looking for a leadership-type role. There's that void also. So many times you look at, well, who's going to score? Who's going to rebound? Who's going to get assists? But there's a leadership void. And so we need that. And they'll, they, they will absolutely have that type of background because so many things are similar. But then we're also looking to fill the roster, and you've noticed so far with some youth like we're going to have a number of younger guys in this program uh, Chauncey Gibson will still be considered a freshman uh, Isaiah Barnes will be considered a sophomore um, and then of course we signed two true freshmen and Jared Hall and Matt Reed so there's going to be a lot of youth Kobe Williams and Keeson Willis will only be here for one year this is it for them they've got one year left and so we're looking for them to help us establish our program and then have a great year next year uh, for, for them personally, but also, of course, most importantly, collectively as a group, and then be able to leave a legacy here at the University of Tulsa of passing that baton on to some of our younger players. Coach, the, the way basketball is today, you know, you have kids play AAU, then they go play high school, and maybe next the next summer it's another AAU team, maybe a different coach, and then back to high school. I mean, and then the portal situation and transfer. Our kids today more adaptable toward new systems? I mean, are they able to kind of bridge that a little better maybe than when you were transferring? Yeah, I think so. I, I think they're, I mean, you can look at society in general, right? I mean, I know my dad worked at the same company for 35 years and people are more apt to, to move from job to job within a city or to another city. Uh, I think people in general may have a little bit more adaptability that way but I think players, they, they play so much. There's a positionless style now that a lot of people play. I know we like to. And, but still to the core, we're going to have to spend a lot of time this summer getting to know each other. That's going to have to happen. Now, we have some guys that know each other a little bit. But we're going to have to spend a lot of time building those bonds so that when the temperature rises and things get tough, that we, we don't fall apart. And, and that's, that's going to take some time. And we're going to spend a lot of time this summer uh, and fall and, of course, throughout the season to, to build that. Kind of going off of what Bruce said, when you look at the NCAA tournament this year with so many mid-majors, 
crashed in the party and the the way the transfer portal is do you even get nervous with the fact that you only had two guys on roster and you're still needing to put a full team together? And then with that, you know, like it, it seems like the gone are the days of the power five that even the non-power fives have a real chance, it seems like. Yeah, I think there's so much parity, and that's been a word that's used a lot. But you look at there's FAU that have had a number of guys in that program for a long time face them. They're joining our league now. Uh, they brought in, I know, a transfer this last year, and but many of the guys got better, and they stayed together, and that's a beautiful thing. And we're, of course, searching down the road for some consistency and continuity as much as possible. But then you also see a number of the other teams. I, I can't remember the exact stat, but there's um, a number of teams that have transfers. This is just a part of college basketball. It's part of athletics. It's a part of just university life. Students, regular students transfer to new schools. So uh, am, I, am I nervous? I, I, I live in a state of analysis. I live in a state of trying to figure things out. I live in a state of just constantly evaluating. And so we're, we're trying to figure out the best solution under the current setup of how that we can get better for next year. And then all the while trying to build a program that can continue to last and have this relevance of, a, of, of consistency of this is Tulsa basketball. And there's, you know, names on the back might change over time, but that name on the front, there's a feeling of what that is each and every year. And we're, we're working towards that. Kind of piggybacking off of that, you had a conference is going to look different next year. You're bringing in a team that went to the Final Four, two teams that made the NIT Finals, and the CBI champion. How difficult is this conference going to be next year? The conference is going to be great. And, and yes, we're losing some good teams, but we're, we're having six teams join us that are very, very competitive. And just like you mentioned, um, you got a Final Four team, NIT Finals, CBI champion. Of course, was in that league for, for a number of years and competed against those programs. Those are uh, prideful programs, tradition rich. Uh, they're highly resourced and invested in. And so I, I absolutely believe that this will be a multiple bid league going forward and really, really competitive with 14 teams now rather than just 11. Coach, in the early November period, their seasons were, the signees, their seasons were just getting going. Just. Tell us about each of those guys. What kind of season? Obviously, at Mr. Tennessee uh, basketball in Class 4A. Just give us a little insight into those three and how their seasons went and what they bring to you. So Carlos Williams at, at Pearl River Community College as a sophomore, um, you know, averaged near a double-double and was very, very productive on his team, expanded his game some more like we had thought he would, and had another very successful year and did a lot of winning at, at Pearl River. Of course, I know they were hoping to win a national championship and, and didn't quite get that far, but at the same time had an, another really good season. Uh, Matt Reed, had a, a very good season at high school in the Dallas area, and he continues to get better and better as a as a big guy. And um, you know, we talked about he came up during the season, came to our Wichita State game at home. It was great to see him, but he's developing and um, into one of the the better players in the state of Texas. And when you do that, you've got yourself a a really good player. And then 
Jared Hall was named uh, Mr. Basketball in Tennessee, led his team into the state tournament, um, did not uh, – you know, of course, in basketball, you, you don't play bowl games. Not half half of you don't finish with wins. Everybody was a little disappointed they didn't get to the state championship. I know Jared was hoping to, but had had a tremendous year. We we're excited about him as a guy that is versatile and has gotten better and better. So, all three of those guys, very very excited about. Uh, curious. We ask a lot of times when a team might not have the season they want if it was hard on the recruiting trail to, to sell yourself or your program to, to kids. One, it doesn't look like it was. But two, it, I would imagine your pitch was more unique in that you had quite a bit of playing time to offer, obviously, with so many guys gone. Did you find that it was not too difficult to sell what you're selling, I guess, to these guys? Well, I think recruiting is always hard. I think no matter where you are, no matter what league, if you've won or lost, recruiting is hard. It's there's so much change now that it's you get to the mountaintop. It's hard to stay on the mountaintop. It's hard to climb to get to the mountaintop. Um, I, I think, and it's one of the reasons why I was so attracted to coming here, is this is a great school. Number one guys will earn a degree here that is very meaningful. This is a tradition-rich program with with a, a passionate fan base. I mean, our, our tenants, I say it all the time, it's one of the most amazing stats there is. Was the type of season that we had, our tenants went up by 36%. There's something happening here that's really uh, got a chance to be special again. And so, but we, we absolutely had opportunity to sell. And so we are looking always for guys with a little chip on their shoulder that are really hungry, hungry to prove themselves, but hungry to win and hungry to do it at a very high level. And we've got all of those things here, great education, great city, great fan base, and great opportunity. Still work to be done, as you heard from Coach. Still out there beating the bushes, trying to get more players, as Tulsa still has five scholarships available. And uh, just stay tuned to TulsaHurricane.com for more information as we get closer to more signees. That wraps it up for this edition of Eye of the Hurricane podcast. I'm Bruce Howard. So long. This is Eye of the Hurricane podcast, the official podcast of University of Tulsa Athletics. The preceding has been a Learfield presentation on the Golden Hurricane Sports Network. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on the driver who treats the highway like a racetrack and the shoulder like a passing lane. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.